The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Multiple Sclerosis Flash Briefings. When your relapsing multiple sclerosis begins to change, how you treat it should change too. Think beyond relapses and choose a treatment that can help delay disability progression. Find out more at changesinrms.com. My name is Jennifer Powell. I am a columnist with Multiple Sclerosis News Today. Today, I will be reading how lesions were first seen on nerves of the GI tract in mouse MS models. Before signs of neurodegeneration in the brain and spinal cord are evident in mice with experimental autoimmune encephalomyelitis, which resembles human multiple sclerosis, signs can first be found in the network of nerves innervating the gastrointestinal tract, a study reports. Additional research is needed to confirm these findings, its investigators stressed. Still, these results add to the growing body of literature supporting the importance of this network of GI nerves in the onset and development of neurodegenerative diseases, including ALS, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's disease, as well as MS. Findings were detailed at MS Virtual 2020 by Stephanie Curtin, MD, PhD with the Institute of Anatomy and Cell Biology at Frederick Alexander University, Erlangen, Nuremberg, in the oral presentation, The Enteric Nervous System as Potential Autoimmune Target in Multiple Sclerosis. In MS, the fatty sheath of myelin protecting nerve endings is gradually destroyed by the immune system, leading to the formation of lesions in the central nervous system. However, more than 60% of MS patients report experiencing GI problems, and more than 30% claim these symptoms start before the onset of the disease itself, challenging the notion that MS is restricted to the central nervous system. To test if the network of GI tract nerves known as the enteric nervous system could actually be affected before the CNS, researchers examined the ENS of mice with EAE, a well-established animal model of MS. Using a combination of different tissue labeling techniques and high-resolution imaging microscopy, they discovered that animals' ENS started showing signs of neurodegeneration before CNS lesions appeared. This was particularly striking in the myentric plexus, a component of the ENS that innervates the muscles surrounding the GI tract. The myoentric plexus looks completely destroyed in these animals, Curtin said during the presentation. You hardly have any healthy axons remaining. The muscle layer looks heavily atrophic. Of note, axons are the long nerve fibers responsible for transmitting electrical signals between nerve cells. Functional analysis revealed that the formation of these lesions in the animal's ENS was accompanied by poor GI transit. Enteric nervous system lesions in these animals were often seen to be caused by self-reactive antibodies targeting myelin components such as myelin basic protein and protolipid protein similar to processes seen in the CNS, the researchers reported. 
When these investigators examined portions of the colon taken from MS patients during surgery, they found evidence of local inflammation and neurodegeneration in the nerves forming the myotrach plexus, similar to what they had seen of the mice. Our current working hypothesis is that in the context of EAE, you will have the formation of both MVP and PLP specific antibodies. These antibodies then go on to bind not only to the central nervous system, but also to the entric nervous system. And as a result, the ENS will degenerate, Curtin said. Additional studies are needed to confirm if neurodegeneration truly occurs in the ENS before appearing in the CNS. However, this is very difficult to do in MS patients themselves. We are going to use our mouse model to address this question, she added. The team is also examining samples from MS patients to determine if different types of neurons found in the ENS may be targeted and affected by these self-reactive antibodies differently. Studies are also underway to address the question whether there are cross-reactivity with foreign antigens, in particular with food components and antigens of the central nervous system and the entric nervous system, Curtin said. Here, Curtin emphasized a particular ongoing project which the team is analyzing, a role of cow milk in MS. A previous study suggested a correlation between the consumption of liquid cow milk and MS prevalence. The team believes that there might be cross-reactivity between cow's milk protein, casein, and different myelin antigens present in both the CNS and ENS, potentially aggravating symptoms in MS patients who consume unprocessed cow milk. Coming up next, perspectives from MS News Today columnist Ed Tobias. You always do what you can to keep your relapsing multiple sclerosis in check. But if your relapsing MS is starting to change, it can affect your mind and body in new and different ways. So it's important to choose a treatment that goes beyond relapses, one that can help you stay ahead of disability progression. Take charge of your relapsing multiple sclerosis. Learn more at changesinrms.com. I'm patient columnist Ed Tobias with some news and comments from the MS Wire. For years, some people have warned of a possible connection between multiple sclerosis and the amalgam fillings many of us have in our teeth. The concern has been that these fillings contain mercury, which can be toxic, especially if the fillings are removed. In large part, these concerns have been poo-pooed. I've been one of the naysayers, along with the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, whose dental booklet says there is no scientific evidence that heavy metal poisoning is responsible for either the onset or the worsening of MS. Importantly, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration had believed that dental amalgam fillings are safe for adults and children ages 6 and above. Had is the key word. The page containing that statement has been removed from the FDA's website, and the agency has issued a news release now recommending that people in certain groups consider not using amalgam to have their teeth filled. One of those groups is people with pre-existing neurological conditions. 
like MS. The agency doesn't say point blank, don't use amalgams, but it comes pretty close, writing, the FDA strongly encourages the use of non-amalgam restorations, those are fillings, such as composite resins and glass ionomer cements. The FDA adds if you're in one of its high-risk groups, such as someone with a neurological disease, you should discuss treatment options with your dentist and analyze the benefits versus the risks of each. But don't rush out and ask your dentist to remove your amalgam fillings. The FDA does not recommend removing or replacing an amalgam filling if it's in good condition, unless its removal is recommended by a healthcare professional. According to the agency, doing that might briefly expose you to mercury vapor released during the removal process. The information in the FDA's news release leaves me with a number of unanswered questions. After all these years, why is the agency modifying its recommendations about amalgam fillings now? What has changed? Is this a prelude to broader recommendations about amalgams? Most importantly to me, could amalgam fillings have played a role in my MS? I had a mouthful of silver as a child and a young adult. Over the years, all of those fillings were slowly replaced for various reasons. The FDA recommends that non-amalgam be used for people with a pre-existing neurological condition. But what about before that condition is diagnosed? Could I have avoided my MS by avoiding that mouthful of amalgam? If you have some thoughts about this, visit us on our forum section of the multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com website. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to Multiple Sclerosis News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our Multiple Sclerosis News Today forums, a trusted MS community ready to welcome you anytime.